This episode of the Local Hustlers podcast is brought to you by Audible. If you're listening to this podcast right now, then I'm going to assume that you would also enjoy listening to audiobooks. Whether you're interested in business, history, comedy, science fiction, or romance, Audible has thousands of titles for you to choose from. We want you to try out Audible for free, so if you head to our link, you'll get a 30-day free trial and a free book. So go to audibletrial.com slash local hustlers podcast to redeem your trial today. Again, that's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E, trial.com slash local hustlers podcast. You're listening to the Local Hustlers Podcast, East Valley Locals. Get connected with small businesses near you and dive deep into their stories, mindset, and motives. Entrepreneurs everywhere. Get ready to be inspired by business owners, entrepreneurs, and hustlers that you can relate to and learn from. And now, your hosts, Dallin Huso and Ridge Waldberg. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Local Hustlers Podcast. This week, we're super excited to be here with Robert Taylor uh, with TaylorMade Sleep Services and Consulting. Mm-hmm. How's it going? I'm doing great, man. How are you guys doing? We're doing, doing good. Awesome. Doing good. good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, why don't you take a couple of minutes, and you go by Taylor, correct? I do, awesome. yes. Okay, do. well, Taylor, why don't you take a couple of minutes and give us a quick background on your life before we jump into the business? Okay, uh, so everybody's probably going to want to know why I go by Taylor, so that's <laughs> a good segue, instead of my first name. My dad died at a very young age, I, I believe I was 13, uh, and my other brother was Charles Jr., uh, and my other brother was Eric, and uh, I wanted to actually change my name to Charles to honor him, uh, because my dad raised me for most of my life. Um, but since my brother was a junior, it was just like, well, screw it. And the only way I can honor him is by going by my last name. So that's why I get so animate when people say, Robert, I'm like, no, it's Taylor. I go by <laughs> Taylor. Like any, any good thing I do in my life, uh, represents not only his legacy, but it also represents everybody else in my family with that same last name. So that's why I go by my last name. That's cool. Um, with that being said, I'll just jump into my life. Uh, <laughs> Oh, man. Born and raised in uh, Texas City, Texas. Uh, You know, lived around in Houston. Uh, Pretty much after my dad passed away, I raised myself uh, from the age of 13 onward. Uh, Was paying bills, living with my best friend's grandma, finishing, you know, high school, things of that nature. Uh, Me and my mom have a weird relationship. Uh, That's that's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, After that, went to graphic design school. my, my idea was to design websites, billboards, huh. uh, brochures, you name it, this and that. Yeah. Uh, ran out of money to go to Texas um, uh, Houston uh, Art Institute of Houston. I ran out of money. Um, so, okay. And I ended up having to move in with my mom. And I remember I was there for two days. And I looked around. I was like, hell no. Nope. Nope. I went and enlisted in the military. Uh, this was after 9-11, not too, not too far after. Okay. Uh, so the war and everything like that was just about to ramp yeah. up. So I literally, yeah, I walked to the, walked to the Navy guy, like, I want to enlist. Uh, and he's like, okay, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't know. And they gave me a rate, this and that. Okay, you'll leave in like three or four months. I literally went home, sat down again, looked around, got back. Uh, I didn't have a car either. So I had to take a cab <laughs> every time. Went back to him. I want to leave now. Okay, you're going to go in undesignated. Fine. Okay, you'll leave next week. Great. Went back home. My mom had no clue. Hey, mom, join the military. I'll leave next week. Just like that. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. Next week they came, and they're white. Mr. Taylor, you ready to go? Yeah, let's go. Left. 
you know how everyone has their family at the airport to say bye and this and that. I am none of that shit. It was just <laughs> <laughs> here's your order, sir. Go. I was like, okay, great. I did that station in Florida for a bit. Um, was an engineer in the military on a John F. Kennedy, uh, one of the last, well, no longer a steam carrier in the in the military. Did that for a little bit. Couldn't find work after I got out. Um, had a girlfriend in Orlando, so I lived out there for a little bit. Things fell apart. Came back to Texas. Started building compressor engines offshore. Um, and then I met a girlfriend that actually was an office manager at a sleep facility. Said they badly needed sleep, uh, sleep techs. And I was act- at the moment going to go back to school for nursing because I was a nurse's aide when I was in high school. So I kind of knew the field and was kind of going to fall fall in love with it and she convinced me hey why don't you do that we'll we'll start you off at 17 dollars an hour which back then was a lot of money that's a lot of money back then pretty good i was making 15 breaking my back in the hot sun you mean to tell me you're gonna pay me 17 dollars an hour to sit on my ass and watch somebody (laughs) sleep and she's like yeah i'm like how many shifts can i work as many as you want done so i went to texas school of sleep medicine for a month and a half I had a job, had the job, uh, I think I did an interview with the company before I uh, even went to the school. Had a job right when I came out, told the oil and gas company, yeah, and I started that same damn night. And funny thing is, I was actually going to try to do both jobs at the same time, mm-hmm. but the oil and gas guys were mad at me about it. Like, oh, man, 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 man. So I was like, all right, well, um, see ya. I'll, <laughs> I'll go home. No big deal. And uh, I literally left that day, and I was working that night. And for some reason, I've never looked back. And I've always been in this field ever since. That's, uh, that's 14 years later. That is great. <laughs> that is great. A couple stories, uh, a couple things about your life story that impressed <clears throat> me. First, uh, I love the honor and respect that you've given your dad by <clears throat> taking on his last name as the name you go by. Right. Uh, and, and you hinted towards his legacy and mm-hmm. what that's meant to you. Um, you mind sharing uh, one or two things about his legacy that continue to impact you today and help you be a successful <laughs> entrepreneur? Yeah, yeah. It's really, my life story is, man, I'm telling you, you would need a whole other show for it because <laughs> later on in life, the things I found out about him were not so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then everything that happened in my life made an awful lot of sense as far as why he was so hard. And you look back and it was like, it wasn't, tough discipline it was abuse um, from a lot of different people and things of that nature uh, but at the same time too it's all you knew you know what I mean so my dad had diabetes really 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 bad and he would get up go do his job and he was an accountant uh, and he wanted to better himself as well too and he would go to night school as well mean all the while while he had three kids it was me and my other two brothers uh, and I could just always remember him coming home, being tired, this and that. But he always did it. And to be a diabetic and barely be able to walk and control your functions, everything is magnified by three. It's a lot difficult. It's more, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you just can't control your body. So for him to constantly do that over and over and go to night school and, and, and come home and and try to be the best dad he could. I, uh, there's no denying I knew my dad loved me. It's just... Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You know, when you when you, I wish he I wish he was here so I could ask him some questions as far as why the hell were you such an ass when I turned <laughs> to a certain age? Like it was just went from love, love, love to <laughs> 
both my brothers didn't graduate high school and went off and lived with my mom. And when the second one left, he completely changed. So it went from, I love you, son, to you better get your ass up, go to school, you better do this. But it, it was more of a generalship, you know, general dictator type of deal in that household. Uh, and from that point, never really said he loved me, never really said he was proud. But it was always like, I don't, I shouldn't have to say that because you should know it, number one. Number two, telling somebody you're proud of them all the time is kind of blowing smoke up their ass. Like, you should know you're doing good. I don't need, you don't need, you don't need other people's opinions to basically say that, which is why I think I'm so hard on myself and I don't give a damn what people think. You know what I mean? Like, when people give you company compliments, oh man, you, you came a long way and this and that, I'm like, who cares? I'm like, really? Like, is kind of isn't that what it is expected of you yeah. right like some people it's expected that you are successful it's, it's expected that you you take it a step further that you are that person in your family it was expected of me to finish high school it was expected of me to go to college that was it that was it but no one expected me to go to the military no expect no one expected me to run my own company no one expected all of that um i expected that out of myself um, I every in any aspect of life or any job I always did, I always want to know what's my next step in it. Even, I don't give a damn if it's working at McDonald's, Target, Payless, whatever. What am I gonna do next? What's mm -hmm. my next step? Thinking ahead, always forward thinking. Um, and I think just work ethic uh, is what he instilled in me more than anything. Uh, and I always want to thank him for that yeah. you know, and and pay him that respect. Uh, no one's family is perfect, and, and mine definitely is. <laughs> Thank you, Tanner. Thanks, no, I love that uh, that resilience, that toughness, that independence, that work ethic that uh, he instilled in you, and mm -hmm. uh, continue you, you honor him with that. Uh, the other question I had to follow up is your time in the Navy. Mm -hmm. uh, the Navy is known for helping to build character and 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 those kinds of things. Any lessons learned from your time in the service that have continued to influence and, and really benefit uh, you as an entrepreneur? Life could always be harder. <laughs> <laughs> I was an honorary graduate, type of the top of the line, first class recruit. I was promoted before you know before even leaving boot camp, leading a division while you're in boot camp and things of that nature. And they sent me as my reward to the shittiest ship in the fleet. <laughs> as your award you're going to the john f kennedy one of the last two steam carriers that has not been able to even do a six-month deployment due to how bad the ship was before i had got there i want people to understand this too when captains get fired <laughs> off your ship captains of the ship that's a bad ship that's like you're firing the ceo <laughs> three times <laughs> within a matter of two years so I remember the chief told me before I was going, like, he's like, you're, 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 you're a graduate, you're great. It was an easy day for you. And this, I'm like, yeah, bring it on. Bring it on, man. It's all, I'm all, mm, let's go. Ugh. We're going to send you to John F. Kennedy. You're going to have to change the culture there. You're going to, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm a petty officer. I'm not a chief or a, an admiral or this and that. I'm like, what are you talking about? This and that. We would work 20-hour um, days non-stop like wouldn't you couldn't eat couldn't this and that you you were just going if if when we were out at sea it was six on six off six hours down there in the in the main space in the main space main spaces were about 180 degrees and you wear steamers as well so you're really freaking hot that's why six hours on six hours off to cool mm -hmm. off 
you do that every day, all day for six to seven months straight while you're in deployment because our main space controlled the propeller that controlled thrust. Uh, on an aircraft carrier, you have four. So you have the two on the side that control left and right. You have the two in the middle that control thrust. If your main space goes off and you lose thrust, planes can't land and planes, planes can't take off, right? So people are dying if we don't do our job. Also, the first thing they told me when I got there was it, it was six or seven levels down and each one had a hatch. And they were like, if we hit something and there's a hole and water comes in, your job is to run all the way up, latch, 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 close all the hatches and lock them down. I'm like, and wait, and come back down? <laughs> and they're like, yes. I was like, it's our job to make sure that the people up top have no idea this is happening. Right? So we could take on water, as much water as possible, without sinking. We die. That's our job. Like, they, tell, they told me that, like, within the first couple of days. It's our duty to protect everyone upstairs. You will die down here. If, you know, water leaks and this and that, you have to do anything and everything possible to keep that water contained to this level, right? So we all we all die. Then I'm like, hmm. Okay, second day on the job. All right, all right. I and mean, we did drills almost every week, practicing, practicing, practicing in uh, battle stations is what it's called. And it's just as you're doing these drills, you're just like, damn. I really am going to die if this crap happens. Because they're like, you know, all right, good job. Go back down. I'm like, what? No. Hey, I, I sealed it. Let me <laughs> let me go with everybody else. But that's just the way it was. Uh, but it, I already had a lot of work ethic before going to the military. It was already, it was already in me. Yeah. I think it just magnified it by 300, to mm -hmm. be quite honest. Because if there's a job that needs to get done, I'm going to get it done. Mm -hmm. Um I can easily block out sleep. I can easily block out fatigue. It's just your decision making. It's, it comes into question. Right. Uh, but other than that, no. You would, we would literally sleep down there for about, get a power nap for like 10, 15 minutes, wake up, continue to go, continue to go. So when you go from that aspect to the real world, I'm like, you're not going to, no one's going to ask me to do all that. You know what I mean? And if they do, good luck. You better pay me a lot of money. Like, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, I think just it makes you, I guess, depending on where you go and what rate you choose, it makes you tougher, it makes you harder, makes you smarter, and it makes you also realize what your place is. Like, it teaches you a little bit to be selfless, um, <clears throat> which is kind of how I feel like I run my company, mm -hmm. to where it's never really about me. It's to me, it's always about the people that work with me. And I stress with me, not for me. Mm -hmm. We work together. I can't do like this person can't. This person's life will be lost if this person didn't do his job. This person, this person and I didn't. So we all have to work together to make yeah. sure that we protect this person. If I fail. He dies. This person fails because they're asleep. He dies. That person fails because they're lazy. He dies. So everyone has to work together. From top to bottom, the chief down to the to the fresh recruit that just came in, all have to work together and do their job, and all have to respect each other in order to accomplish the mission and accomplish the goal. And I think I, I live that every day. Well, thank you for your service. Hey, thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. it. It's always fun to share those stories. Yeah, and no, I I think like you mentioned, like a lot of what you've been through has really shaped who you are and probably mm -hmm. shaped how you do business and how you are as an entrepreneur. So super excited to kind of dive into that now and kind of Sweet. talk about the business. 
Um, and so you mentioned that you got a job working kind of in the sleep industry, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, do you want to talk a bit about you know what that experience was like and how you went from working for a company to deciding that you want to start your own thing? Sure, yeah, that's a lot. You're gonna have a lot of follow-ups. <laughs> I like so. Do you ask me about my life and then he talks about business? It's a good cop, bad cop thing. That's pretty cool. I love it. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, coming from where you work solely with your hands and the compressors and engines that I was building in, in the oil industry, mm-hmm. you walk inside of. They're that big. Pistons are about this big, things that interest. So you manhandle everything, right? So it was a huge transition to putting, being gentle and cleaning and stuff like that. My first patient was a kid, 13 years old. I tortured that little dude so <laughs> bad. I was so aggressive and unintentionally because I just, but I was, you know, you have to grab them gently and tilt their head. No, I was just like, nah, 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 you know, I just, it was horrible. It was a horrible night. The reason I think I fell in love with this field was because when I went to the school, it was like, there's so many aspects of your life that stem from good quality sleep, right? So if you really think about it, if you don't sleep proper, how do you think your day is going to go, right? It's off. Yeah. Everything about your day, your mood, your energy, your drive, everything's off, Right. So it was that just amazed me that one aspect of your life can control 300, um, which is kind of my saying, to, to be quite honest. And, and then when you learn as to why, what qualifies as good quality sleep, because I was of the impression too, oh yeah, I sleep seven or eight hours. Who the freak cares? How's the quality of it? Like the, quan- the quantity is insufficient when it comes to the quality. You can sleep 12 hours, but if the quality of it is absolutely crappy, you're still going to sleep, feel like you slept 30 minutes. And so learning that and learning how that actually applies, I fell in love with it. I really, really did. And, and, and seeing patients that come in that actually have apnea. That Do you know what apnea is? Um, yeah, but do you want to kind of explain Sure, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I ruined that one. Um, uh, so a person that has apnea, most people think there's only one type. It's actually several. Okay. In order for it to be qualified as an apnea, you have, it has to last 10 seconds, with minimum. Of 10 seconds, meaning you're not breathing for 10 seconds, right? I've seen people not breathe for a minute and a half and not even know it. Have no clue. They sleep right through it, right? So if if that happens and people don't even know that they have it, then that to me is like everyone should be, everyone should be checked. Everyone should at least be evaluated and things of that nature. Because if you have it and it's that severe, Two things are going to happen to you, heart attack or stroke, period. Like, it's inevitable. It always happens. And it's always generally when someone has a heart attack or stroke, that's when they discover they have it. Because mm-hmm. a nurse walks by the room and says, oh, man, you, you're not breathing. And they run and put an autopap on it. So, and I guess we'll get into why I started my company, too, because yeah. that has a lot to it. And I have a story that, that motivated me to do so. Uh, I can tell that later, but... But that's what's going on, you know what I mean? And and to to have that happen to you, somebody just choking the shit out of you while you I could say shit, right? <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Okay. Choking the hell out of you in your sleep for that long. For minutes on end. So minute and a half you don't breathe. Take three breaths. Minute and a half, again, don't breathe. Three breaths. Minute and a half. Constantly. Some people do this, uh it's called the AHI, the average. Uh, average event uh, index, a- apnea hypopnea index, which means how many events on average you have a night. 
Severe is, is 24, 24 events an hour, right? Uh, some people have it 63 and 70, which basically means they have 600 apneas every night that they sleep. Wow. And have no clue that that's what's going on. So that is something that really motivated me to where I can see this person not breathing for a minute and a half. And I have the wherewithal and the knowledge and the skill to change that by treating them with, with CPAP, BiPAP, whatever. And then seeing the results of that to where the first night they came, they struggled. It was horrible. They, they, you know, they had apnea, they have high blood pressure, daytime fatigue, moody disorder, this and that, marriage is ending. They come back, we treat them. The next morning, that very morning, they wake up feeling like a new person. Like, holy hell, I've never slept that good in my life, blah, 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 blah. Wow, I feel great, this and that. Like, that's what good sleep feels like. And to me, that is always what gets, you know, gets you going, gets you, get your blood pumping. Mm -hmm. When you can literally change someone's life overnight, there's no, no greater feeling like that in the world. And I, I live for that moment every day. No, that's cool. good. So I kind of heard you say, you know, the, the question is, you don't necessarily want to find out you have sleep apnea mm -hmm. after you've had a heart attack or stroke. And most people don't discover it until some event has happened. I heard you, I think I heard you say that everyone should get tested. Yep. Uh, so, you know, the question that I had that I think got answered is, you know, how do I know if I have it? Ooh, right? good segue. Good man. Well, okay. So that's where the evaluation comes into play. Mm -hmm. What are you going through on a daily basis? Do you snore? Do you, are you tired sometimes during the day? Do you have high blood pressure? Do you feel lethargic some days? Do you suffer from depression? Uh, do you feel unmotivated on some days? Like, and everybody will say, uh, and everybody's guilty of this, right? Because not everybody's going to be the same. There are some cases where a person will have all the comorbid factors in the world. High blood pressure, diabetes, low T, all that good stuff. And there are some cases, like me, you're fine. You're normal. You work out all the time. <clears throat> you don't necessarily feel tired. Headaches, things of that nature. But it's been told to you that you snore. One thing, you snore. Snoring isn't normal, right? Snoring is a symptom. Snoring is an indication that your muscle palate is weak, okay? So the way you have obstructive sleep apnea is that your muscle palate, the, the muscle that holds your tongue in place, closes off your airway. So if it's snoring, it wiggles and it shakes, right? And that could be in the lighter stages of sleep. So then I ask, is it pitchy? Meaning, does it go up and down, up and down, or is it just consistent? And most people don't even know that. And like, it's generally the wife that basically writes them up. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. He's just, sometimes it's like light. And the next thing you know, <sighs> I'm like, you have apnea. And they're like, really? I'm like, yes. The reason you, I know you have apnea is because if those snores gradually get lower, right, your airway is closing. Okay. And then that snore comes loud. <sighs> you're gasping for air. Very simple. So I always do with these evaluations we do, we go down everything. Look, not everybody's going to have all the signs and symptoms, but it's asking the right question and asking the simple question. How are you sleeping? Like, how do you feel your sleep is? And if you can honestly sit there and say, you sleep great, great. Godspeed. Have a good one. But if you honestly sit there and wonder, could my sleep quality be better? Then you need to be tested and checked. Um, my biggest issue and, and, and again, why I started my company is the process and getting that done is the problem. Because generally speaking, back in the day, when I first got in the field, the process would be 
say you say you snored, right? Oh man, I snored. You can't just wake up and, and be like, I need to have a sleep set of done, like a cup of coffee and order it like a Happy Meal. No. <laughs> I, I say this all the time. Your health is honestly one of the only things in life that you need to ask permission for. As far as like, if you want to do something with your health, as far as like a medication or this and that, who do you have to go to? A doctor, right? It's a doctor approved. Is this, is that. If you wanted to have a sleep study done, you have to go to a doctor you know, who, who then, because he's not all that educated in it, and this isn't in any offense to doctors, they, they cover a broad range of things. Right. Not everyone knows about sleep. So they send you to a specialist. So that's another doctor visit, right? And then you're going to tell that doctor the same thing that you just told that doctor to get a referral to go to a sleep lab. And then that's going to take a few weeks, and then you get in, and, and, and right? And then you have to go back and see the specialist for those results, okay? And if you're positive, you know what happens? You got to go back to that lab for a second night for treatment. And then you go back to the specialist for those results. And then you get on treatment. That's a three to four month process and even with insurance, you're paying $3,500 to $4,000. You just really don't realize it because if your deductible is high, you're paying $7,800 a pop for a study. And then treatment options, depending on your insurance, $1,500 to $2,000. Oh, don't forget to throw in those two doctor visits, or three, because the primary and then the specialist. Mm-hmm. So you look at that process, and then you can honestly understand why. There are millions of doctors, millions of sleep labs, yet... 26 to 30 million people every year go undiagnosed. Why is that? Where's the disconnect? Because the process in doing it is so flawed. If you have insurance, you have to pay money. If you have good insurance, you have to pay money. And nobody these days wants to go through this, 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 and this just to get here, right? It's, 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 it's too it's inconvenient and it's way too time consuming and nobody wants to go be hooked up to 300 wires. Trust me, I know because I had to convince everybody every time they came to the lab. I was the guy hooking them up. So I understand how uncomfortable it actually is. So what if, what if you could wake up and be like, you know what? I want to check my levels today. I think, I think my sleep quality could be better. And you ordered it basically like a Happy Meal. What if that was possible? Do you think more people would actually be tested? The answer to that is yes. And that's pretty much what we do. <laughs> that's why I started my company. Instead of you going to a doctor, I employ the specialist. I employ the board certified specialist. I'm registered in sleep and been registered in sleep for 14 to 15 years and have been doing their work for them. So <laughs> if anybody can explain a lot of stuff, I can. However, I am supervised, managed by physicians. Everything signed, sealed, delivered, and reviewed by uh, well, the doctor I have, that's my medical director, is a pulmonologist, but he's also certified in sleep and has been in sleep and he's, and he's a director over several different lives. So you're getting seven or eight years of experience uh, from my company to help you. So yeah, you wake up, man, I, your wife says, you snore. Hmm, all right, well, I guess I need to call TaylorMade. You go to TaylorMadeSleep.com, book your appointment right then and there. You book your appointment. You, you choose your day, you choose the time you want to be contacted, this and that. We give you a call, we do your evaluation, which we offer for free. Uh, information, I feel, is always free. These evaluations are like doctor visits. Technically, I could charge $200 for it. I choose not to because I think getting the message out there and educating you is so much more important than money, right? So we'll spend 30 minutes with you. Tell me everything. Don't hold back. Tell me what's going on. And gradually as I'm talking to you, I can understand 
this is a sign, this is a sign, this is what this, and this, and this is connected. And you may not even know that. So after the evaluation, I basically tell you, okay, this is why I think you need to have a sleep study. is because you're, you're snoring. Obviously, I told you, snoring is a symptom that you have a muscle palate issue. It's weak, okay? You occasionally have headaches upon awakening, things of that nature. That's a good indication of oxygen deprivation. How much of it? We're not sure. High blood pressure. You know, during the stresses of life, I get it. Your blood pressure is high. But when you sleep, your blood pressure is supposed to regulate. If you aren't getting good quality sleep, your blood pressure can never regulate. It's always high, hence why you're on medication. I can go down the list of everything you basically told me. If you open up and let you know, hey, these are all linked to this one thing right here, right here. So let's check this out. Let's just mark this off. Okay, and if you're negative for it, all right, then yeah, maybe you have some other real deal issues going on with you. And then I would recommend, yeah, you might want to see your primary care. Okay, now see your primary care. Now that you have data, now that you have reports and things of that nature, uh, that basically say, hey, you're fine. This isn't it. Okay, we've already crossed this off. Now what is it? Okay, now let, let them medicate you and do what you want to do. But it's a lot easier to just wake up and say, I want to have a sleep study. Great. Let's get your sleep study done. Just like that, after the evaluation, get your address, take payment, ship it to you that day. I'll get to you in one day. Or if you know if you're in Texas, two days. Uh, generally, we we cover for the expedited shipping to and from. So I'll get to you within one day or two days. You sleep with it for a night. Send it back. Get the results. I'll <clears throat> call you, consult you, evaluate you again, let you know exactly what's going on. If I was right. I wouldn't like to say I'm right, but, you know, hey, <clears throat> nine times out of ten. <laughs> nine times out of ten, you have happier things in that nature. Okay, now, here's what we do different and what I take great pride in. Most people or most companies at that point, machine, CPAP, AutoPAP. <clears throat> what if that is not good enough for you? What if you say, I suffer from severe claustrophobia and that's not going to work? Then what do they do? They don't do a damn thing. It's like, oh, we'll get used to it in here. We'll try different masks and things of that nature. What we do as well, your diagnosis determines your treatment. So if it's mild to moderate, I have a whole bunch of connections out here to where, uh, you know, MRDs, uh, Vivo's MRD, you know, Snorlays, Excite OSA, you name it, okay? All those you qualify for, done deal. Prop, no problem. We will provide you the prescription for whichever one, and then we send it to the vendor that already have a process. You don't have to do a doggone thing. You just you just sit at home and tell me what you want to do. Great, and it all gets delivered to your to your to your house, and this and that. And then we follow up to make sure that you're doing okay. The beautiful thing about my company, if that if that medical treatment does not work, you still qualify for all the other ones that we can write a prescription for you because you qualify for it. No problem. We leave no stone unturned, and I'm still constantly trying to network with other companies that have different other treatment options for different types and different severity of apnea. I don't see any other company honestly doing that. Mm -hmm. And I think that is what sets me apart. And I'm a cash pay organization. So I want everybody to understand, you get a free evaluation, which is a doctor visit, mm -hmm. uh, expedited shipping to and from, inter diagnosis, recommendation, and a prescription for treatment for all but 350 bucks. Wow. Period. That's it. It's almost less than your deductible you pay with your insurance. Thank you very much. It's almost less than what people pay for nails. Yeah. Good Lord. It's amazing. Do you spend more time cleaning your pool than you spend swimming in it? Then call Flamingo Pools today.
Flamingo Pools is your go-to swimming pool maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Whether it's weekly maintenance, repairs, green to cleans, or one-time cleanings, Flamingo Pools will take care of you. Honest, reliable, and innovative. Just a few of the many good things Flamingo Pools customers have to say about them. Ask them about their mineral treatment, which will keep your chemical levels down, allowing you to have a healthier bathing experience. At Flamingo Pools, they know that your pool was made to be enjoyed, so let them handle the rest. Check them out at azflamingopools.com or give them a call at 480-422-6013. Mention this podcast and you'll get your first month of maintenance completely free. That's azflamingopools.com and 480-422-6013. So did I hear you right that all the sleep study is done from the comfort of your own home? You're not going into a lab and mm-hmm. having that uncomfortable experience of sleeping in a cold lab all night? And, That's correct. And are there any limitations to that? That uh, You know, you, you worked in a lab before, mm-hmm. um, so you, you've seen both uh, the the benefits and challenges of coming to a lab and trying to sleep versus the benefits and challenges of sleeping from home. Any challenges that you see from doing it in this model that you've developed and and how you've kind of overcome those challenges? I think the challenge of sleeping in the lab is difficult mainly because one, you're not familiar with the bed. If if you're like me, even when I go to a hotel, I'm not, I can't sleep that person. Yeah. It's a different sort of It's a different, yeah, exactly. So you tie that into, oh, I'm watching you with a camera, and you're hooked up to 300 different <laughs> wires from head to toe, and we're asking you to sleep. Is that going to be adequate? Are we really going to get a good indication of whether you have apnea or not? There were some nights when I worked there to where I was like, this patient has mild apnea. I know damn well it's worse than that. It's just they couldn't get to a deeper level of sleep to where we can actually see everything, right? Whereas if you're in the comfort of your own home, now, sure, you don't have all the bells and whistles, but I will say this, and when doing an evaluation when I'm talking to patients, if they have COPD on oxygen, have night terrors, you know, sleepwalk, things of that nature, then I recommend them, look, look you're, you need more extensive uh, treatment on that, or you're, you're going to need a more extensive diagnosis. I, I think you should go to a sleep lab to where they can watch you because it's recording you do it. So they could show all that stuff to uh, your physician and things that enter if needed uh, to, to help you. Like, uh, what time did you do it? What this, what that? I can't, I can't tell all that from a home study. Whereas if you're in a controlled setting, we can, right? So there are still needs for in-lab. I'm not against in-lab. I, I, you know, I ran them for five or six years. So I understand, like, Medicare... Medicaid, COPD patients, certain patients, yeah, you need to go there. But for the certain patients like you, or like you, or like me, or the other 26 million that don't want to get treated every year or yeah. tested because you don't want to go to a doctor, or you don't have insurance, or you have a high deductible, or you just don't have enough time, or let's be real, you, you're just an ass and just don't want to do it, <laughs> um, there's my company. Um Again, evaluate, diagnose, and treat you all from where you're sitting. I basically just gave you an evaluation already, and you didn't even know it. See? Look how good I am. I didn't get, I didn't get started on you yet. Well, I'm telling you. <laughs> I love it. Um, so that that first initial free evaluation, is that just kind of asking questions kind of mm-hmm. to gauge where they're at? Yeah. Pretty much, why do you feel you need to have a, a sleep yeah. study? I asked them that at the end of the, of, the, uh, of the meeting, basically, because... 
I want you to know why you feel you need to have it. Like, you tell me the reasons, right? Yeah. Uh, we try to make it as personal as possible as far as, like, I want to build that relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do start off with just the generic questions, you know, do you snore, what does that mean, blah, 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 this and that, yada, yada, yada. And it's so funny that the ones that basically say they don't have an issue, as you're going down this list, most of the crap they're checking off. Like, yeah, I have this, yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay. And even at the end of they still don't think they need to have one. Yeah. And so you have to educate them and things of that nature. So it's kind of fun. But yeah, the evaluation just goes over pretty much how do you feel your sleep is affecting your life. Like, you know, I feel like I could sleep better. Uh, you know, sometimes at work, I, I'm, you know, I'm foggy with my memory, things of that nature. I need to drink three or four cups of coffee. I'm on my third or fourth energy drink. Around this time of day, I'm just really exhausted. The problem I think we find as well is with females, especially, they are so adaptable at finding a new normal to where, well, I mean, people in general find a new normal. If you're tired, that's the American way, right? Like we're taught to go, 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 yeah. go, 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 go. Block it out. You're tired. So the last thing someone thinks of is how are they sleeping? They contribute to every uh, everything else. Oh, it's, it's my husband. Pain in the ass. Or it's my son. God, I hate that kid. Or it's my job. Or it's this. It's this. It's this. It's this. Versus literally taking a step back and asking, is the quality of my sleep hmm. even good? And is the lack of quality of that sleep impacting everything else I just complained about? So it, it's the opposite of what everyone's saying, right? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To where your sleep quality causes you to be more stressed at work because you're underperforming. Mm-hmm. Your sleep quality causes you to be moody with your husband because you're irritated all the time because you're always tired. Your sleep quality makes, a, makes, makes her snap at you for the damnest thing because you're just irritable. You know, it leads to depression. It leads to ruining, ruining marriages. Like it, it happens. So instead of blaming it on everything else, blame everything else on this one thing. And that's what I'm trying to get everybody to realize. This one thing over here, this one little thing over here is affecting 300 other things in your life. And you have no idea. So we made it more retail. Instead of it being a medical procedure that takes three or four months, 48 hours, generally speaking, you'll have your results. Just like that. Have it your way. Burger King, McDonald's, any other analogy I can think of, you can have it. If you want to have one done, wake up, order it. You can do that now. It's fine. We're, we're backed by board certified physicians. We make it easy. We are the specialists. You're going to go to your doctor and they're going to send you to a specialist anyway. Okay. whoop to do Come to us directly. We have you covered. Not only will we get you diagnosed. Uh, but we're going to work our asses off to find the perfect treatment for you. If you have an issue with this, no problem. We'll coach you. You don't like this therapy, no problem. You qualify for this one. I know this doctor to send you here. The only time I send patients to doctors is because I have the connection to where, hey, doc, this patient tried this and this and this, really needs help with this. I just need you to give her a free consultation to educate her on that and this and that. No problem. I send them the paperwork. They basically call that patient. But it you guys have nothing to do. Everything is basically taken care of. Yeah. We're the concierge service for all that. So let us basically streamline it and help people from start to finish. That's what we want to do. That's why I started this company because twenty, I can do 300 patients every month and not put a dent in 26 million. So even if somebody else takes my idea and makes it better, whoop to do great. There's still 26 million people that need yeah. our help. Yeah. I don't think I can do it by myself. You know, <laughs> so... So a couple questions with that, Taylor. Oh, come on. Um, 
So earlier you mentioned that you can do overnight shipping, you get it that next day, and then you mentioned if somebody lived in Texas, it might take two days. So, mm-hmm. so are your clients nationwide, all 50 states? Yes. Okay, so mm-hmm. no matter where you live, people can reach out to uh, TaylorMade and, and, and get this. And you also mentioned that you can do 300 uh, patients and not even get a drop in the ocean, right, with that right. $26 million. Do you have plans to scale your business and, and, oh, yeah. and take it? Uh, kind of talk <laughs> talk to us a little bit about uh, what you've what you've thought of so far and where you're at in that process of scaling. Excellent, I love that man. You are good. You are really good at this. <laughs> um, yeah. So I always say that my clinic is an online sleep clinic, and so when you say that to people, it really like wow, mm-hmm. online sleep clinic. Yeah, that basically means I'm not limited to a 50 mile radius. As long as as long as you have internet and a phone and an address. I can help you, period. doesn't matter if you're in Utah, New York, Miami. doesn't matter. Now, the shipping may, may take uh, max three days to get there, but it'll get there. It'll get back, and I can still have you on a treatment option within a week and a half, easily. Uh, my idea is to have a hub and a location in every state. may need to have two in every state to handle a geographic area. That way, instead of it being two days, I can get it there overnight, easily, everywhere. And I want it to be like, um, I had this vision in my head to, you know how you walk in a bank and you have all these cubicles where you can talk to, I kind of have it in my head to where eventually I'm going to have a gigantic center. Just, I'm going to put one, a building somewhere, right? To where anybody that has an issue, you just walk in, you'll have a greeter, hi, how are you? This and that, yada, yada, yada. They'll take you to a registered technologist who's basically waiting at their desk to help you evaluate you and do this you walk in we'll we'll evaluate you hand you your unit you bring it back the next day just like that like i have that vision uh and that's eventually where i want it to go and that's what drives me yeah Uh, oh i said i would tell you that story could i do i have time yeah okay there was a truck driver this is what really inspired inspired me to want to do this there was a truck driver um hard working man this and that he's been on blood pressure pills and this and that for God knows, God knows how long, whatever. Had the same doc for 20 years, uh, would always have issues with his blood pressure, with his weight, with this and this and this and this and this. 20 years. Um, I get him after the fact. He had a stroke. He stroked out due to the fact that the medications, his body eventually got used to him. Eventually, you stroke out. And I was like, Wow. Well, how did you how did how did you end up getting here? It's like again, the nurse walked by and said I had apnea, this and that, things of that nature. Uh, got back to his doctor. His doctor said, Yeah, you probably should have a sleep study done. Mm, go figure. So he has it done. He has severe apnea. Has had it for his entire life. Fixed him, treated him. He's good to go. He's solid. The problem now is because you have a stroke, you can no longer drive truck. This is his career. This is what he did to provide for his family. He can no longer do it. He has no idea what to do. All that could have been avoided. Could have. You've had this same guy for 20 years. 20 years and not once your sleep quality, how you slept, snoring, none of that came up. I have a hard time believing that. I really, really do. I know not not every doc's like that, but this happened to this guy and this happens to a lot of people to where we're too late right we're, we're on the side of preventative medicine right well what's there to prevent if you've already had a heart attack or a stroke yeah. the, the damage has been done 
And in his case, he was like, I was like, did you know you ever had an issue or things of that nature with sleep? He's like, well, I was, I'm always tired and this and that and blah, 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 blah. You know, I just thought that was normal. Just life, yeah. Exactly. It's like, and I was like, did you ever mention that to your dog? He's like, yeah, all the time. I was like, this is why I need to start this company. And I did. I sold everything I owned. I sold my, I sold my house in, in Texas. I've only been out here for eight months. Sold my house in Texas. Uh, I sold my truck. I sold everything, literally everything from top to bottom that I could to start this company. Wow. I want to be a guy that people root for. Um, not in the sense that I want pity, but I want people to honestly look at me as maybe an inspiration to where you can continue to work for other people and go with this system that, that honestly, yeah, it's helping a few. But what about everyone else that needs it, right? So you can either continue to walk that same path or... Or you could take, take a leap of faith, gamble on yourself, and go all in on it. And I did that. I've, I've given up everything I have for this dream of literally just helping people. Selfless, right? Kind of what you're taught in the military. <laughs> and two follow-up questions to that. How's it going? Mm-hmm. Uh, and how's, it been, how's the business been impacted by COVID? Uh, is it because more people are home? not comfortable going to doctors, not comfortable going to a sleep lab? Has it uh, positively impacted business? I think so. I I was already on the, the telehealth train before COVID even hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is once COVID hit, all the labs started doing the home study thing as uh. well. So it, it, it got really competitive to where I even had to wait on my units to come in because... Every, there was the, the order was on back order for everyone else mm. so everyone kind of had an idea uh, if you're not going to come in fine we'll just test you uh, for two nights they'll do it for two nights and then put you on auto uh, which is why I was like okay that's when I was like I need to change how I'm doing things a little bit uh, it's not fair to the patient you just give them put them on an auto and that's it which is why I'm like I need to add more to the menu uh, we need to do real evaluations uh, real notes, like make, make it feel more like a real doctor visit. You can go elsewhere and get a home study done cheap, cheaper, 189 bucks. I looked it up, but then you look at the fine print, taxes, another 50, 60 dollars, expedited delivery, 200 dollars. You want an interp on it from a physician, 200 dollars. So you're really spending 800 dollars, <laughs> but it starts off at 189 though, right? So I'm just a straightforward guy type person, and also too when you go to a lab. Going through your insurance, they'll try to bill your insurance like $2,500. So you're still paying five, $600 for home studies, things of that nature. So people have, companies have evolved uh, and, and, and still getting good profit off home studies. Me, I'm just like, I run a skeleton crew, right? So when the company gets big enough to, for a need to add more people, I'll do that. But until then, bare minimum as far as like what I have as far as resources and how many employees I need to have don't need that many which is why the price can be where it is and I want to always stay true to that Um, when you get involved with insurance companies and things of that nature sometimes that skewers that to where it's like okay yeah we'll give you this amount of money for it yeah but you're only going to cover this percent and this patient still has to pay this amount of money it kind of screws the patient over like my whole mindset is I built this company to help people, everyone, 
insured, non-insured, cash, you name it. Anybody that wants it done, I want them to be able to get it done. Um, business has been good. Uh, it could be better. Always could be better. Again, I would like to, we're, we're doing about close to 20, 25 a month. That is not bad. That is not great either when, uh, when it, when, according to how many people need help. Yeah. So it's all about getting the word out there and educating people on the fact that there's a better way. Right? There's a better way. It's that simple. Even if you just have questions, you're not going to be charged for it. So what's the harm in scheduling an evaluation? Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's, it's not going to hurt you right, right. or anything. You know? and, and then after your evaluation, if I educate you enough to where you feel... Yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I should just check. You know, it's it's worth it. Then that's when the financial aspect comes into play. But if not, and you just all right, thanks for your time. This and that, no harm, no foul. But it's it's more getting more eyes on the product, educating more people, and hell, I don't care if you get tested by me. Just get tested, man. <laughs> like get checked. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I think we're gradually going to be getting there. Uh, working more with, with uh, health. Um community healthcare organizations getting in networks and things of that nature it's gradually going to get it there uh eventually they will start seeking me out though because they'll realize one the product's great and two it's really cheap right so even if you go through insurance and insurance companies like damn we're paying like twenty five three thousand dollars for per patient for sleep studies and services and stuff like that for two nights and then all this other stuff this guy gets it done in two days, and it's only three fifty. Hmm. Maybe we should go ahead and try to network with him and things of that nature. <laughs> Corporate wellness is, is starting to take off too. So there's a lot of yeah. a lot of moving parts. Right now, it's just one. People need to know about it. People need to hear about it, and people need to know why it needs to be done. And you get that message out there. The rest basically takes care of itself. The quality of my work will always be that good quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, the qu- more quantity we get fine then i'll have to hire more people that share my vision and have good quality you want to surround yourself with the people that have your best interests in mind and want to help people which is why i prefer to always hire registered technologists that do good work so when i interview them i actually ask them like questions that are not even related to work like when you go into work right and you work with somebody that just sleeps on the job how does that make you feel like, and they say, well, you know, it's not my patient, this and that. I'm not interested. <laughs> that's not the, that's not, to my opinion, the response I want to hear. Yeah. To where when I would go to work and somebody would sleep on a job, it would piss me off. Like, dude, we're supposed to watch them sleep. Yeah. I'm not supposed <laughs> to watch you sleep and them sleep. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's, it's our responsibility to make sure. There was a, there was a kid that died in a sleep lab due to that. And the person that actually tried to help got suspended. She was a friend of mine. Mm. And so, again, it was at at Texas Children's in in Texas. But, yeah, a kid actually died due to negligence. Mm. So you got to stay on your P's and Q's. So if you don't care that your coworker isn't doing his job or this and that, you're not not part of my team because everybody works together. You should care. You should get them to do their job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I need to depend on everybody to do their job in order for this vision to actually work. Yeah. 
Taylor, I love just hearing your passion. You can tell that you really love what you do and you're, mm-hmm. you're in it for the right reasons. And I love hearing about your dreams and your goals for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're obviously, you have big dreams and, and you really want to push this. Uh, and that's something that, you know, not everyone is, is always supportive of, of having big dreams, whether that's <laughs> just because they don't want you to dream big or they don't want you to be disappointed if, if you don't reach those dreams. Um, is that something you were born with, just the ability to dream big and and basically shoot for the stars, or how have you kind of developed that mindset? <coughs> Not caring what people think. <laughs> uh, yeah, growing up, uh, it wasn't honestly. It wasn't until I was the of the age of thirty, to where you you. Um, I don't know. I get I, honestly. I would have to credit it to loving my body, loving myself. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds weird. That's a weird answer. But we all have imperfections, honest and this and that. With me, I don't. I need braces. I understand. You know, I'm, I may not be the Denzel, but it's all good, okay. <laughs> but the minute you wake up and you're like, you know what? School people think I look good. I'm a sexy sucker, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> the minute you you hit that point to yeah. where, then then you all you one you love yourself, but two you're giving yourself confidence, right? No one can take that away from you but yourself. No one can make you feel inferior but yourself. No one can make you feel like a failure but yourself if you let that, that happen, right? So when you wake up, yeah, how, do you, how are you feeling? You, I look at myself in the mirror every day and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm a mogul. I'm not there yet. And, you know, I'm not a millionaire yet, and this and that. But in my mind, visually, I'm a mogul. I own my own company. I'm saving lives. I've, I quit a good, a good job. I started a staffing company that had to be absolved due to COVID. I did all that on my own. You're doing good. You're doing, you're doing great things. Like it, You're two steps away from literally something major happening. You're just two steps away. You just got to keep walking. And it's just constant personal reassurance. Um, I appreciate love from everybody else. I really do. But at the end of the day, if that's something that drives you, reassurance from other people, mm-hmm you're going to run out of fuel because you have far more haters that want you to fail than the ones that actually want you to succeed. Yeah. So I love the hate to be quite honest. Bring it on. Like, yeah. You know, you're going to fail. That's, that's great. Yay. Doesn't, doesn't bother me. Cause when I do succeed, in my opinion, I have succeeded. I really have. Right. Like if you, you go from where I was in life years and years and years ago to now being a business owner, being a business owner, just in general, you've made it. Like now, now the real work begins. Now, are you a successful business owner? Yeah, there you go. That that's debatable. But just basically saying, hey, you've made it this far. You've literally paid your dues, busted your ass, sold everything you're on for a vision that you are choosing to stay true to. You've made it. I don't need anyone else's approval. It's just that's just the way I feel. Awesome. I just kind of had one more question before we close up here. You had mentioned um, at the beginning how um, the quality is more important than quantity when it comes to sleep. And Mm -hmm. I can help but think, is that true too? You know, when you're awake, when you're working on your business, it doesn't necessarily matter as much the quantity that you're working, but the quality of work that you're having and and the focus that you're having when you're working on your business and trying to grow it. Yeah, Uh, that's a good question. Um, And growing your business, you need quantity. You do. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to lose sight of the quality. You don't want that quantity to be... I've been a part of businesses to where it's just like, we need more, 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 right. more. Right. And so you hire the wrong people to get you more. You hire 
techni- technologists that are just people to watch people sleep. They're not there to help them sleep better. They're watching. That's it. Um, so, again, it all goes back down to staying true to your vision and what you build this company on, right? Treating every patient like it's your last. Because you never know. One bad review, it could be your last patient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just uh, building a great foundation, building the right people around you, but mm-hmm. making sure you do anything and everything, even if you fail a patient, honestly. If there's no therapy that's going to help this patient, but that patient knows that you gave everything you got to find them the right therapy and it just didn't work out. And they're just like, you know what? Thank you for everything you've done. I've just, none of this is just for me. I'll just, I'll just deal with it, yeah. you know? But at least they can acknowledge the fact that this company literally did everything from Google and doctors that could help you, from looking up other things, from this, from that, following up with you every two weeks, just anything they could do to literally help you we've done and if i fail because you can't help everybody but if i fail and give it everything i got i can i can i can live with that i really can awesome cool well uh we've really enjoyed having you on today like i said your passion is love your passion and your passion your energy is awesome and we've just yeah been educated today on a lot of things um obviously want to let you get get back to the rest of your day and get working so you can continue to grow on this uh this dream and this vision um, so as we're closing up here, we just have a quick game we're going to play with you. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> so how, how it's going to work is we've got a list of 20 questions, mm-hmm. and you've got a minute to answer as many of them as you can. So it's just going to be rapid-fire questions. Okay. So uh, we'll see how you do compared to other guests we've had on the show. A minute, huh? You competitive? Oh. Very. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can give us get us started in three, two, one. Your dream vacation. Mm. Uh, Moscow. Uh, first thing you'd buy if you won a million dollars? Damn. Uh, a mansion. <laughs> favorite hobby? Sleeping. If there was an Olympic competition for everyday activities, what activity would you have a good chance at winning a medal in? Walking my son and walking my dog. A song you've been jamming to lately? Oh, Lord. Uh, how you like me now? <laughs> uh, if you lived to be 100, would you rather have the mind or the body of your prime self? Mind. Favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. Uh, favorite ice cream flavor? Rocky Road. Favorite fictional character? Spider-Man. Favorite smell? Apple pie. What's your nickname? <laughs> Machine. Uh, pet peeve? People not doing what they say they're going to do. Your favorite restaurant? Mm, Papa Seafood. Um, if you could switch places with someone for a day, who would it be? No one. I love who I am. You had to eat one food. Oh, no, right. oh man. Well, one we'll food for the rest we'll of your you life. What would it be? Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Love the answer. Golly. Um, yeah, like once again, we've just really enjoyed having you and just kind of hearing your story and, and really learning a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I hope our listeners kind of really take advantage and, and learn as well from the things you've had to share. Um, why don't you let our audience know where they can find more about you and about you know everything that you do and that you teach about awesome yeah well the most simple simplest way to find me is just go to tailormadesleep.com we do upload new blogs i believe every month month and a half that educate things of that nature what we pretty much do is basically on our website booking consultations and things of that nature is very simple it's on the first page so it's, it's simple simple enough uh you can go to tailormade sleep services on my facebook TaylorMade underscore uh, sleep underscore services on my Instagram. Um, but 
all else, man, you can always give me a call too. The number is 480-524-8418. Um, let us help you. I mean, again, if, 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 if any message I wanted to get out there uh, from this thing to people is there is a better way, right? And there are people out there to help you. You don't have to go the long way. If you want a cheeseburger, go get one, basically. So, uh, I mean, we're always there. We're always w willing to help. Just be evaluated and, and, and check your levels because you never know. You could be that ticking Tom bomb waiting to go off and a stroke or heart attack could always be in your future. Love it. Okay. Well, we really appreciate it. Um, have a good rest of your day and thanks again for coming on today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank okay. you. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Just a few things before we go. First off, if you or someone you know is an entrepreneur in the East Valley, we'd love to have you on the show. Please get in touch with us by emailing us at localhustlerspodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at localhustlerspodcast. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for the latest news and updates. Also, if you enjoyed the show, please take a few seconds to rate and review and hit that subscribe button. It lets us know how we're doing and helps us grow so we can reach more locals, entrepreneurs, and help small businesses grow. Thanks, guys.